All right, everybody, welcome to BO Boys for Monday, December 19th. Fuck it. It's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. Clayton, we're here to report numbers, to analyze numbers, and we're here. It's a combination. So mm-hmm. let's just get into it. Could you give us the numbers for the weekend of Friday, December 16th, a.k.a. the opening weekend of Avatar The Way of Water? Yes, number one. We knew it would happen. Avatar The Way of Water made $134 million in its first frame. Number two, Black Panther Wakanda Forever made $5.4 million, down 52%, lost 345 theaters. It's at $418.9 million in its sixth weekend. Number three, Violent Night made $5 million, down 43%. It lost 198 theaters. It's at 34.6, I mean, sorry, $34.9 million in its third weekend. Number four, Strange World made $2.2 million, down 42%. It lost 690 theaters. It's at $33.7 million in its fourth weekend. And number five, The Menu made $1.7 million, down only 39%. It hemorrhaged theaters. 835 were lost. It is at 32 Point one million dollars in its fifth weekend and that's the top five but really the movie we're going to talk about is the one at the tippity tippity top okay avatar the way of water which came in under tracking at 134 million dollars okay so i guess then we should all light ourselves on fire tear down the movie theaters burn all the prints of film, destroy all the projection machines, and well, uh, yeah. just 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 throw all the popcorn into the sea and, you know, uh, uh, take take all of the movie theater marquees and just break them with sledgehammers. It's time it's time to to just lose our minds, to let anarchy reign, to burn down the movie industry. Yes, James Cameron should definitely unfollow Disney and unfollow the Twitter account of Avatar The Way of Water. Yes, he He should He definitely needs to do that. Uh, uh, Bob Iger needs to step down tonight immediately, effective immediately. Bob Iger needs to step down as CEO of Disney. Yep. Um, Everyone, of course, needs to not just cancel their AMCA list and their uh, all of their movie subscriptions. They need to hack into these systems and destroy them from the inside because, of course, they're all worthless. Fandango needs to implode its servers. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, the, the Juji Fruits Corporation and all the other candy manufacturers, they, they, they need to blow up their warehouses, blow up their candy-making factories. Shut down the conveyor belts. Shut down the conveyor belts. Uh, whoever it is that manufactures movie theater paper tickets, they, they need to burn their supply of paper. Just burn all the paper because you don't need movie theater tickets anymore because it's over. Mm-hmm. The movie it's industry over. is over. Yep. Tear down all the studio buildings, Fox, Disney, Universal... Lionsgate, all of them, all their studio space, just, you know, turn it into jungle gyms for kids because you don't need to make movies anymore. The movie business is done because 
Avatar The Way of Water came in under expectations for its opening weekend. Clayton, everything we just said, is that what should happen? Of course not. Of course not. We're being facetious. Of course not. Clayton, Avatar The Way of Water came in under its projections. There were projections saying 150 to 180 million people Mm -hmm. predicting higher than that right here on this show myself bo boy pat i said it would make over 200 i think i said 214 million i called you did you said 190 Mm -hmm. on this program yep uh danny of ice green you scream four number four movies he said 155 and, and this movie came in under all those projections and here is what I'm going to say to everyone. It does not matter. It doesn't it, matter. It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that Avatar, The Way of Water, came in under these projections. Because there's a Jim Cameron movie. It is an Avatar movie. We're going to go over all the factors why this doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter because even as we were making those predictions last week, I said 214, you said 190. Yeah. The thing we always said then, this is not us changing our tune after the numbers came out because we said mm-hmm. it then. The opening weekend is not the story for this movie. The no. story for this movie, like it is for all the big James Cameron movies, like it is for Avatar, like it is for any movie for the most part, other than Marvel superhero baby movies. Yep. The story is going to be the legs and the weekday grosses and what this movie makes over the next four, six, eight, twelve weeks. That is going to be the story, not the fact that it made 134 million domestic opening weekend instead of 155. Which can we say is nothing to sneeze at? Listen, it's wintertime. I've been a bit sniffly. Mm-hmm. I ain't sneezing at that number. No. And I wake up sometimes sneezing a couple of minutes. It takes me a few minutes to stop. I'm not sneezing because of this Avatar opening weekend. No. Now, Pat, where do we start with this to calm the masses? Because uh, we're talking about this and, you know, obviously Anthony D. Alessandro D. for Disney yeah, he, his write up on Deadline was spectacular. Must and, read every week. Uh, must read every week, and he goes into a lot of factors as to why he believes the same thing we believe, which is this is this is not anything to panic. Well, all the signs are pointing to positivity. But what I want to say real quick, sure, is that if you are listening to any podcast or reading any sort of article that is going to tell you that this is bad that this opening is bad, then that's not a reputable source and never go back to them. Don't click on their website. Don't listen to their blathering because they don't know what they're talking about. Yes, yes. I will say the people that we trust, that we have had on this show, that we have always cited as major forces and minds uh, in box office analysts, Scott Mendelson, of course, now of the rap, formerly of Forbes, the legend, 
Jeff mm-hmm. Bach, Zebra Relations Co., Must Follow. They have been out there doing the work this weekend of letting everyone know what these numbers really mean, that don't get alarmed, don't freak out because it didn't hit expectations. That's the story. Those are the people who continue to, in a world that often doesn't make sense, they make sense, just as the B.O. boys do. Yes. I, though, will say I have seen corners of box office Twitter and, you know, Twitter aren't ticks and Twitter, Twitter isn't, uh, it, it doesn't make sense, obviously, mm-hmm. but just corners of the box office analyzing film analyzing world where they are, there are certain people who are taking the opportunity here to try and make this seem like this movie is going to be a disaster. And they're doing the thing of gloating over having called this number being, being under the expectations. And to that, I say, congratulations. Oh yeah. I hope you can sleep well at night with that. Big. You nailed it. Mm -hmm. That, that, some people said 155, and you said it would go under. Yeah, and you got it. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. I guess but that not specific means... numbers, right? Nobody right. said this number; they just said under. Under, and I guess that means you understand the box office, and you understand oh, yeah, the yeah. film business because you said the word under, mm-hmm. and then it did go under. Yeah, and and here is, and we're gonna go into what these numbers mean. The thing with numbers are, yes, of course, numbers are accurate. Numbers are what we should all make sense of and learn from. But numbers don't mean anything unless you take the time to learn what they mean. And you learn from those numbers. The numbers Mm -hmm. themselves are not the whole story. No. And I think we're going to go through it now. This 134 opening weekend for Avatar does not portend to Avatar underperforming in the long run. Here's the thing. It could. Avatar very Avatar Way of Water very well could underperform against its budget, against its expectations versus the first movie, against what it should do based on what movies of this size do these days. It could very well underperform, but mm-hmm. the opening weekend number here is not telling us that that is so. Absolutely. Now, let's start getting down to brass tacks, all right? Now, number one, this had a great cinema score, 91%, and five stars on Comscore. So people like this movie. The people who went to see this movie like this movie, okay? Which is important. Mm -hmm. The Friday to Saturday drop was only 16%, Mm -hmm. okay? To give you a little bit of context, The Rise of Skywalker had a 47% drop. Force Awakens, down 43%. Spider-Man No Way Home, down 39%. Last Jedi, down 39%. And Rogue One, down 35%. Mm-hmm. Now, yes, did those movies make more than this movie? They did. But it's a percentage drop. So mm-hmm. you're seeing that this isn't front-loaded like a Star Wars movie, like a Marvel movie, this is more akin to something like Top Gun Maverick, yes. which oh, opened and- it, 
And is okay. that the fifth biggest domestic earner of all time and the biggest domestic earner of this year? Is that Top Gun Maverick? Yes, which only declined 27% between its first Friday and Saturday. Okay. Great. And you're saying Avatar Way of Water declined to only... 19. So it had a better oh, 16. Friday... I'm sorry, 16 A better Friday to Saturday hold than Top Gun Maverick, the leggiest movie we've seen in years and years. Yes, absolutely. And here's the thing that I want to really stress, which is so important about this film, is that... And this is what Anthony D'Alessandro was talking about all weekend. And it really was illuminating, because this is mm-hmm. this is... This is what theater should want, Mm -hmm. right? Is that people are picking the right screen and the right time for them to see this movie. Mm -hmm. This is appointment viewing in a way that isn't like a Marvel movie, which is like, I need to be first to get the information that is the spoiler, that is the thing. It's not about the visuals, it's not about the experience, it's about being the first to know a fact or the first to know that some actor is now playing this character nobody but comic nerds has heard of and it's probably not gonna be in a movie for another five to 10 years if they ever are. That is such a huge, huge factor right now when people try and comp this opening weekend to a Marvel movie Marvel movie opening weekends are based exactly on that. The people who want to go are going so that they don't get spoiled with information. They're it's not, not going- visuals. It's not the, the stunning visuals because we right. know Marvel treats their FX people, their VFX people – poorly okay that is that is documented and they put out subpar product james cameron did not do that right this is technically stunning and people want to see it on a 3d screen an imax screen on a plf and they're willing to wait for it because they won't be spoiled right because you can't be spoiled by something that you need to see and experience. Right. If someone describes it to you, it's not going to be the same thing. I could describe a rainbow to you, Pat, and you'd still want to see a rainbow. And I'd want to see it in IMAX or Absolutely. on RPX or in a, a premium format screen. That's mm-hmm. how I want to see a rainbow. Yes. And with exactly, not to make this a Marvel bashing movie, because of course- we love when Marvel movies do huge business, helps theaters, good for everyone, blah, 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 yes. et cetera, et cetera, yes. a boilerplate about Marvel. Mm-hmm. But that is why people go to these Marvel movies on opening weekend because not even because they're expecting to enjoy the movie. They just no. want to know, did they get Jim from the office to sign a contract to be in this movie? People go mm-hmm. to Marvel movies to know whether the actors got their quotes to be able to appear as a cameo in the movie. Yeah. That is why you go to a Marvel movie. Therefore, the opening weekends are incredibly front-loaded because it's all about knowing if some actor got to sign a contract to be in the movie, and they want to know that before it leaks on Twitter. There's Mm -hmm. nothing about Avatar movies that could leak onto Twitter. No. These movies cannot leak because they are meant to be seen... Therefore, you're going to see this weekend probably a lot of 2D normal screenings that are pretty empty. Yes. Because if people couldn't get tickets to the premium formats and the IMAXs and the 3Ds and whatever frame rate they wanted, 
they're simply going to go on Tuesday or Wednesday or next week, and then they'll do it again the following week. Well, Pat, when are we when are we seeing this film? Now, I, I, I don't want to dox us, of course. So, you know, I, I'll just say I won't give locations because right now that is a big thing is, you know, not giving locations. But I'll say Tuesday afternoon. That is when the B.O. boys are seeing this Tuesday afternoon. We're not getting counted opening weekend, but no. we bought our tickets weeks ago. And also for this time of year, the holidays, mm-hmm. for that Tuesday, for a lot of people, is like a Saturday. Yes. And when it comes to these sort of movies, these Christmas movies, these big tentpole blockbuster Christmas movies, every day is like a Saturday. For the next two weeks, you're going to have a lot of Saturdays. And the thing is, people know they have these days off coming up, which yeah. is why they didn't freak out having to see it Friday or Saturday necessarily yes. because... They know Monday's a Saturday and Tuesday's a Saturday and next Thursday's a Saturday. Mm-hmm. And then all of the following week has got a lot of Saturdays. And not for everyone. Everyone's jobs are different. You yes. know, people uh, don't have the work luxury. is work. Work is work. Work is work. But for a lot of people, work is vacation the next two weeks, which mm-hmm. means people are going to be seeing Avatar in the middle of the week all over the place, and they could pick and choose that first time. And I think that's the big thing about a movie like Avatar is that first time people are really wanting to see it in specific premium formats. That second time, third time, fourth time, they'll see it in a 2D screen, and so you'll get those screenings be filling up more and more. But that first time, I mean, listen, we purposely are going on Tuesday because we wanted to see it in an IMAX screening. Yeah. And so we waited. 3D IMAX. And I think that is going to be, it's a big difference between the Marvel movies because, again, people aren't waiting for premium screens because there's not premium content, so why wait for a premium screen? If it's there, you'll take it. Exactly, yes. Again, it's just a conduit to knowing did they get X actor his quote to be in this movie. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and again, we talked about work schools. Yes. School schools is are work. starting. School is work. It's, there's a lot of breaks starting on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday. So you're going to see these thing, these, these, these things add up all these different factors you know, maybe people were waiting for their kids to be out of school. Mm-hmm. Maybe people were Christmas shopping. Maybe people were doing other things this weekend, and they knew Avatar was going to be there. Mm-hmm. And more especially, like you said, they knew that these big screens were going to be there mm-hmm. because Avatar has the big PLF screens for the foreseeable future. Yes. I don't think Puss in Boots is taking the IMAX screens this week. No. Um, and I think there, uh, here's what I said before. Numbers don't mean anything unless you learn from them. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, I think something we, we are definitively learning from these opening weekends of Top Gun Maverick in May and from Avatar now versus these opening weekends of these Marvel movies is that. The expectations for these non-superhero tentpoles do need to be lowered because yes. 
movies that are targeted at adults. And when I say adults, I mean not just adults in age, but adults in mindset, mm-hmm. you know, versus movies aimed at children. And when I say children, I don't only mean children in age, but children in mindset. Yes. These blockbuster tentpoles aimed at adults versus the blockbuster tentpoles aimed at children, the Marvel movies. These movies are not going to have the opening weekends the size of the blockbuster movies aimed at children. Yeah. You know, the the movies like Top Gun Maverick or Avatar that are tentpoles for adults, they should not be expected anymore to have those kinds of opening weekends, even if in our minds or even if long run, they're going to make as much mm-hmm. as the tentpole movies aimed at children. The opening weekends are just on a different plane. And I think going forward, we all have to accept that because that is what the numbers are bearing out these days. Yes, absolutely. And just another little factoid that I, I noticed here in uh, Deadline's article that 20% of Avatar's pre-sales are for showtimes beyond the opening weekend. Mm-hmm. So that's bearing out what we've been saying is that there are people who are like, I'm seeing this movie, but they're not necessarily seeing this movie as soon as possible because they want that premium experience. And I think we do need to talk about this, though, Pat. An element of this movie not making as much as it could Mm -hmm. is because these PLFs were getting maxed out. Yes. And we are... There's there's many people who've been on this show, many smart people that have been on the show. You listed them earlier. They know who they are. Our audience knows who they are. And they've mentioned that we are over-screened in this country in the fact of just numbers of screens. Right. There may be too many. Right. But the reason f- – here's the thing, though. I think that we are too over-screened when it comes to – bad to mediocre screens. Right. Because right. if you had more places that had PLFs, that had IMAXs, that had 4DXs, people will pay for a premium experience. The reason why some people will say, oh, but people don't want to pay for movies, they don't want to pay high prices, it's because the theaters they go to don't provide a premium experience. If a premium experience is available to them, they will pay for it. That is a Fact. That is a fact. Fact, period. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, the financiers and, have just told you this. Yes. The finance, it, I talked to my financiers and I yeah. didn't want to say anything until I knew for sure yeah. that it was fact. Yes. But we talked about this previously and we even said this. Oh, we went off what, on a rant. And, and I don't know if we're going to be able to or have the desire to go back into the archives and find which episode this rant took place in. I mean, but that sounds like something for wannabe intern Christopher. That could be a, a wannabe intern Christopher task that'll make him a better uh, uh, candidate for employment down the road. It'll make his life skills uh, better, stronger, more attractive to, you know, uh, to, to, uh, to be in the workforce. So that could be a job for wannabe intern Christopher to mm-hmm. find this rant that we went on earlier in the year, mm-hmm. specifically talking about this moment, 
This was yes. earlier in the year. We talked about how Avatar Way of Water's opening was going to be a huge moment for movie theaters in terms of not having enough premium screens available, that the audience for this movie was going to demand premium screens, and the year, there are just not enough of those screens built in these movie theaters. We are way under-screened when it comes to IMAXs, when it comes to 3D, when it comes to premium format screens. We don't have enough. The B.O. boys were beating this drum early in the year. We knew that this would be a reckoning, and the reckoning happened, and a big reason why this movie, quote-unquote, only made $134 million domestic is that there were people who wanted to see it in the premium formats, but there were just not enough of those screens to go around. And yes. this is on the movie theater industry, and obviously they're racking up debt, they're going mm -hmm. bankrupt, they're moving money and debt around, trying to figure things out. But a big part of what they just have to do is find a way to build more IMAXs, to build more premium format screens. And if that means gutting some of these just normal, you know, non-premium screens, taking two or three of those, knocking the walls down, making bigger auditoriums with better screens, that's yeah. the way to go. It's not about having as many screens as you have now. It's about having as many premium screens as you could possibly have. Absolutely. To help Christopher with his search, mm -hmm. I know that it had something to do with our how upset we were about Maverick only having the IMAXs for a very limited time at the beginning of its run, yes. which we believe, and I still believe, made left money on the table for Maverick. Yes. That movie, the number five highest uh, earning domestic film of all time, still could have gone higher if you would have had IMAXs available for weeks yes, upon yes. weeks for people to see that in the in the avenue it needs to see it, you need to see it in on the biggest yes. screen possible, as the man himself, Tom Cruise, said. And I think, you know, listen, Avatar has an advantage here because it's going to have these PLFs for a long time, but it shouldn't be a game of, well, we have it for this week, this week, there should be enough to go around so that you can have new tentpole movies playing in these IMAXs all the time, or even if it's more limited showings, but, you know, uh, people will still go. And then there's catalogs full of movies that people would see at these PLFs that they never got a chance to see on a premium screen. Right, Like, right. that's the other thing, is that people, will, we've seen this, when, when the pandemic was happening, people went to see Jurassic Park. Right. If they did a re-release on IMAX screens of Jurassic Park in a, a year, it would make millions because people want to see these movies in the best way possible. Right, right. So like for a movie, getting back to, to Avatar, for a movie like Avatar, the per ticket uh, uh, haul would be so much higher if there were more premium screens because so yeah. many of the people who did end up going to see the non-premium screenings for less price per ticket would have rather seen it in IMAX or yes. premium format. And that would have brought in more money for this opening weekend, which again, for, for these Marvel movies, 
I don't think that's necessarily the case because I don't think people really care seeing it in IMAX, seeing it in non-IMAX. Honestly, you could charge a... I think there's a significant portion of the Marvel uh, movie audience that you could charge a price to have them come and sit in a movie theater, not even show the movie on a screen, but just announce to them mm-hmm. what the cameos were. Because listen, they want to share that communally. They don't want to read it over Twitter, find out after the fact, but they just want to know. And I think there's a version of a $4 ticket that you could sell to Marvel fans on opening weekend where they sit in a theater they get their candy, they get their popcorn, they all get to wear their helmets and their t-shirts and they sit next to each other. And then yeah. you announce to them, Patrick Stewart was in this movie. Yep, And yep. they cheer. And then you announce Jim from to The them, Office was Jim in this movie. Jim from The Office was in this movie, yeah. Yep. You announce to them, Krang is in the stinger of this movie. They could all cheer. And you mean that Kang, is the, but that's fine. Th- Krang's they, from Turtles. Right, so Kang. Kang is in the movie. But if Krang was in that, I mean, listen. They would cheer. You got me excited. They would cheer. So you got me that, excited if Krang That's a up. non-premium format that I think works for the Marvel-type fans. But well, for, here's the thing. You show the cameos in clips, and then you show the stingers. Yes, yes. Right? And then the person who's talking gives you context. They have a They have a PowerPoint presentation where they say, this is what happened at the beginning, and then this camp, and then Jim shows up, yep. and then this happens to Jim, and then here's what happens, and it's a fight in the third act, and you don't have to worry about what actually happens because it doesn't matter. Right. And then, but they are, the they cheer, they would cheer, and they cheer. Well, of they course cheer. they cheer at the PowerPoint. They would cheer, and then, uh, then at the end they show the stingers, and then they get to leave. Yes, and and you could you could do that for those movies, but for something like Avatar, Top Gun, Maverick, you need more premium screens because people are willing to pay for those. So mm-hmm. why not allow them to pay for that premium experience, the higher ticketed price experience? So I think that's money left on the table for way of water. And for those people on, you know, out there in the box office analyst world who are, who are saying, Oh, uh, the BO boys are just carrying water for this movie. They're trying to, to play it down. They're tr- They're trying to just, Spin the facts, you know, uh, in favor of this movie. This is something we said in May or June. We said in June that Avatar Way of Water was going to need more premium screens built and that movie theaters were going to leave money on the table if they don't figure out how to build more premium screens for the opening weekend of this movie. We said this in June. We're not Mm -hmm. saying it just today because of this number. Said this in June. Want to be oh boy, want to be oh intern Christopher. He's going to go back in the archives. He's going to find this. Mm-hmm. And, and we said this in June and it came to be. Yeah. That this yeah. movie could have had a bigger opening weekend if we just had more IMAXs and allowed people to buy the higher price tickets that they wanted to buy. Yes, absolutely. Now, let's do some demos here. Uh, so we had. Men over 25 were the biggest quadrant, 36%, followed by women over 25, 24%, and then men men under 25 at 21%, and women under 25 at 19%. Mm-hmm. And the grades for the men and women under 25%, uh, I'm sorry, under 25 years of age were pretty good. Okay. Uh, especially women, 94% grade they loved it 
That's 94% positive. That's great. Yeah. And then diversity demos. Here we go. Let's do it. 33% Caucasian, 27% Hispanic, 17% Black, 15% Asian, and 8% other. That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, what that shows you is that the quote-unquote minority demos over-indexed here. Mm -hmm. You know, the Caucasian demo was, would you say, 35%? So that 30, 33%. 33. So that's under-indexing, meaning all of the other demos over-index their actual percentage of the population. And that all goes to show this is a movie that definitely has interest from everybody, which yeah, is well, huge and also- for a movie that needs to have giant legs for months. You've got to see that all the different populations, all the ethnicities are all excited initially about this movie. And women and men of all ages. So, I mean, we're talking four quadrant here. Like, this is a four quadrant movie. I mean, other than, like, very little kids. But, I mean, little kids can get dragged to things. I mean, there's going to be families that are going to bring little babies to this thing. Right, right. And they're going to do that on Monday, on Tuesday, next week, three weeks When they're out of school. Yep. Yeah, yep. they're not necessarily going to do that on a Friday night of opening weekend. Because again, yeah. and listen, we know this movie isn't The Godfather, huh? Huh? You know, this is in Chinatown, huh? Huh? It is a movie about blue aliens running around and fighting and swimming. And, and you know, it's a fantasy movie. We get that. But it is, again, a movie geared at adults. And it is a movie, and it's a movie geared at everyone, but what I mean is it's a movie that's not necessarily geared at super fans. And when a no. movie's not geared at super fans, they don't necessarily want to or feel the need to or feel the compulsion in the back of their neck to go on a Friday night at 1130 with their kids because, again, they're worried about being spoiled about which actor signed which contract. Yeah. So, which is all to say, the story of this movie's box office, which could be a disaster. Who knows? Anything is possible. Anything is possible, but that story will be written, I would say, over the next three to four weeks is when you'll really know. And and to be honest, next weekend will be huge. This weekend... Oh, yes. We knew was not going to be the whole story. The second weekend will be a... I would say a bigger part of the story of Way of Water than the first mm-hmm. weekend was. The second weekend is very important. Oh, 100%. And like you said, we've said that the whole time. We've said that the whole time. And Avatar, these movies are once every 13 years, you know, although, the you know, I guess there's more sequels coming and they're going to come at shorter intervals. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Well, the third, the third one is pretty much locked in to be two years from now because they okay. have filmed the third one for the okay. most part. Okay. You know, when that's, listen, here's, here's something I'll say about, again, the doomsayers, the people who are looking to uh, uh, throw dirt on the grave of Way of Water, looking to throw dirt on the grave of a movie that just opened at 134 million. Yeah. But those uh, people who are trying to spin this as a failure... Um, 
also talk to the budget of this movie and how much the movie costs, how much it has to make. And I mm-hmm. think part of that is we keep forgetting that a big part of the budget of this movie goes into making the third movie, a lot of what they made, blah, 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 yeah, yeah used yeah. for the next movie, all that. But Jim Cameron a few weeks ago said, oh, this, this actually has to make $2 billion to be a success. And if uh, if this movie isn't it, he's like, the third one's guaranteed, but if this movie fails, then we won't make four and five. And yeah. that's what Jim Cameron said. And what I get from that is someone who is beyond supremely confident mm-hmm. in his film. Yeah. Because he went out and said, oh, yeah, this needs to make $2 billion to be a success. Yeah. Compared to someone like Dwayne The Rock Johnson... Do we have, I mean, uh, but I'm just okay. as a comparison point who sent the famous tweet trying to spin the numbers that Black Adam somehow was a success, even though it only made $166 million domestic total at this point. Mm-hmm. And when you compare those two mindsets, it is just staggering. Yeah. Where Jim Cameron said, Yeah, if this doesn't make $2 billion, then I, I'm going to consider it a failure. Yeah. Versus, going out of your way to move the numbers around to pretend that Black Adam was a success. It is just Jim Cameron knows what he has here with this Mm -hmm. Avatar movie. And I would guarantee he ain't sweating a single bead of sweat over this opening at 134 million domestic. Well, James Cameron, it doesn't behoove him to make subpar product because it's not like he has a fear of people forgetting he exists. Right, right. If he doesn't say something every 12 seconds. Now, there is the media cycle right now where he's everywhere. Right. But right. he's not everywhere all the time. Right, right. You know what I mean? And that's why when he's he does- He's usually under the water when he's not promoting his newest movie. Exactly. So the thing with him is that he's absolutely a guy who, when he speaks now, you're listening because he rarely does- this many interviews right, unless right. yeah he's he's you know bringing a sinking ship up to the surface or whatever he likes to do in his free time right 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 so i mean yeah uh, listen it's day and night i didn't want to give any play to this this guy who you mentioned earlier because this is all about avatar wave water and i knew his bs of unfollowing DC and unfollowing his own movies, Twitter. You're talking about Dwayne the Rock Johnson. He unfollowed, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he unfollowed Warner Brothers on Twitter. He unfollowed his own movie on Twitter. And it's a, it's a LeBron James Cavs thing all over again, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it, it's he's being a baby right now, and he needs to take some focus away from a stunning technical achievement, which nobody is saying that about his movie, Black Adam, which dropped on HBO Max, right, this weekend. Yeah. And you tried to watch it? I did watch the whole thing. And listen, wow. we're not critics, huh? When I huh? review movies, huh? huh? It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Black Adam is is a disaster, both financially and artistically. And you watched it to completion? I watched it to completion. Okay, well... Yes. Better man than me. Um, Which is all to say, again, the difference with... Jim Cameron here is he's setting a high bar because he is pretty confident he will cross that bar. He's not setting Mm -hmm. a low bar and then falling under that bar and the pretending he actually grazed and got over that bar barely. 
Mm-hmm. He's setting a high bar. He thinks he's going to get over it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Pat, I, do we? I just don't feel like we need to talk about some of these other movies. Well, let's because... let's just stay quickly on this Avatar. I just want to go over okay. a couple of our emails that we got from some of our want to be o boys, want to be o girls, want to be o people. People. And I think this goes to show how well educated the B.O. Boys audience is about these matters that we're not getting the emails saying the sky is falling, burn down the movie theaters, this movie mm-hmm. was a disaster, we're all effed. We didn't get one email like that from yeah. any of our listeners because they know better. No. So start off, Danny, our guest last week from Ice Screen, You Scream for Movies. He says, I just want to share my perspective about what people are saying about the Way of Water's opening weekend. I need to get this out. What they're saying is that it's going to end up becoming a disappointment, uh, all because people had high hopes for the sequel, like a Marvel, Marvel film. And the problem is just because the Way of Water opens in the low end, but above the first uh, Avatar's opening weekend, it's not a bomb or a bad sign set for its failure. It is literally only the first weekend Haven't seen the legs for this movie. It's too early to tell what will happen. So uh, that is what he says here. He goes, just to end up this email, this movie shouldn't be be looked at as a MCU film numbers and James Cameron's own movies perform at its own numbers. So that is from Danny, word for word, what Danny said. But Clayton, do you want to take a look at what, Wannabe old boy Austin said in his email, thoughts on Avatar, the way of water. Because I think, like Danny, Austin is also clearly saying the sky is not falling. Do you want to take a look at what we got from Austin just now? Yeah, I mean, he's kind of saying the same thing, where he uh, wanted to hear our thoughts on Avatars. First weekend, obviously, um, because... even if it did a little below expectations this weekend, any kind of panicking about this opening is purely performative outrage in his opinion. I think people are forgetting that December, especially the weekend before Christmas, is notorious for producing smaller than expected openings followed by incredible holds. Prior to 2015, no December movie had ever even opened to $100 million. It almost makes me think it was better that Avatar had a slightly smaller opening because of how backloaded it's going to be throughout the next three weeks. Yeah, right? that, is a, that is a great, great point from Austin that these movies that open like in this slot a week or two before Christmas, of course, the Marvel super fans and God bless them, they're going to say, what about Spider-Man No Way Home? That opens to 260 million. That's a superhero movie aimed at kids. We get it. But for the most part, these movies that open in the couple of weeks before Christmas aren't as huge, but then they leg it out. And again, Mm -hmm. that is going to be the story of The Way of Water. And maybe it won't leg it out. Maybe people just don't care about this at that level. We're going to find out. But the story will be, will it leg it out the way a lot of these big December blockbusters do such as uh, Jumanji and so on and so forth. And Austin mentioned something which we we forget about, but NFL, NFL this weekend, NFL is huge. And by NFL, I mean gambling, okay? Gambling is huge. 
which is NFL. That's why people watch NFL is for gambling, right? And so those ga- there's games now that are going to be very important to people's wallets, mm-hmm. right? And so they are watching these games. During the week of the Christmas week, they don't have NFL games. So people will go see this movie. It is a possibility that the NFL, late season NFL, when people's fantasy uh, teams are in the playoffs or they have a lot of money on whether or not their team is going to win the division, I mean, they may be watching these games, right? And that is the thing. NFL is very popular. Mm -hmm. So the fact that maybe some people are watching NFL games instead of going to Avatar does not mean that they don't have a ticket for Avatar on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and that's totally true. That's part of it. I don't want to start making excuses it's not excuses but it is it is you know it's an element of it is an element it's an element and it's it's a thing that might be a factor for an adult skewing movie versus it being a factor for a movie skewed you know at children and people who just want to know whether an actor was signed to a contract to be in a movie that weekend Mm -hmm. Um, yeah like logistically whether they're uh, schedule would lean towards them being able to do a green screen right, to right. be killed in a cameo in a Marvel movie. Right, right. Which, listen, is a huge factor in the box office of some of our biggest movies, and God bless it, we love when those movies do well. And anything to get people through those doors yep. and munching on popcorn, because 100%. if that gets you to munch on popcorn, then God help you munch on that fucking popcorn. Yep, yep. You got to know, were there three Spider-Men? And if that's what yep. it takes to get you in a movie theater to buy those Mike and Ikes, then God, God damn, we got to get Tobey Maguire to do that cameo. Yep. So I think we've talked a lot about Avatar Way of Water. The story is going to be written over these next few weeks, and we will be the ones covering that story all yes. the way through. Absolutely. Yeah. We're your we're your one-stop shop for audio. Yep. So Clayton, pick a movie that is not Avatar Way of Water. Let's pick two movies to talk I, about. I, no, pick... I don't want to talk about any other movies. You don't want to talk about any other movies. There's All right, nothing well, else I'll, to talk about. What I'll, are we talking about? We're talking about devotion. We're talking about menu. I'll pick I'll pick both of them. Violent Night made Whatever. another five million dollars this weekend, a forty three percent drop. It's now at almost thirty five million dollars. Good for David Harbour. Great for David Harbour. Another really good hold here for Violet Knight. And I'm curious to see what it will do this upcoming weekend when it actually is Christmas weekend. It is the height of Santa Claus awareness this weekend. Mm -hmm. And I think we could see one more really good hold for Violet Knight. It's probably going to lose a decent amount of screens because... I guess Babylon, I guess, you know, it might not lose a ton of screens. Violent Night is actually set up to have, a, I would say, a pretty good weekend. Everyone's going to be thinking about Santa Claus. The awareness for Santa is never higher than it is the day or two before Christmas into Christmas. So mm-hmm. I think Violent Night could have one more weekend where it racks up, you know, three plus million dollars, which is great yeah. for a movie of that size. And then, since you didn't want to talk about any other movies, I'll talk about one more movie, which is Strange World did finish ahead of the menu, which, you know... I called. You did call it. 
I think that will finally be the the this will be the final weekend that that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I do think this coming weekend is when Strange World completely falls off the map. Puss in Boots comes in, puts oh, Strange yeah. World out of its misery. Now, now, can I? Can I? Uh, I know I said I wasn't going to talk about any other movies, but it's so enticing. You want to talk about movies? Well, uh, because Strange World. Who are these two point two million dollars worth of people who took their kids to see this movie now? Right, right. Like I said previously, that's child abuse. It's here's the thing though, and it's it's been a tenant Why, of our show. Take your it's kids been, to Pandora. It's been a tenant of our show since the, the rats beginning. need their cheese. The rats, the rats need their cheese, and until Puss in Boots opens. This Wednesday, December 21st, mm-hmm. we're only days away. It's not even wait until Christmas. It's going to be this Wednesday. So until Puss in Boots opens this Wednesday, Strange World was the only cheese for these rats. Well, I mean, and there the was $135,000 worth of people who went and saw Lyle Lyle Crocodile in its 11th weekend. So you're right. There was some desperate rats. Yes, yes. Those were some overly desperate rats. Yeah. I mean, the rats who went to see... I mean, the rats who went to see Lila Crocodile this weekend, those are the rats you see that are eating their own legs because they're Mm -hmm. so hungry. Yeah, yeah. And so I think that is why you still had Strange World making what it made this weekend. Rats eat their cheese, and this was the only cheese out there. this is making not to. I mean, this is a little tease for our our preview episode, but I mean, I have a feeling Puss in Boots is going to go off like crazy because it has been thin soup. Yes. For these rats. Yep. Yep. In the yep. last couple of months. Yep. I and mean, Lyle Lyle, who's a bum, a certified bum. Yeah. Drummed out of town. And then Strange World, which is the less said about the better. Yeah. All time disaster. Mm-hmm. So it's the new Treasure Planet. People don't even talk about Treasure Planet anymore. They're talking about Strange World. Yes, yes. When Disney makes a bomb in ten years that is uh, a, an animated, grungy-looking sci-fi movie for boys and it and it tanks, then they say we've got another Strange World on our hands. We're mm-hmm. not going to bring up Treasure Planet. That's, that's so how- Treasure Planet's having a great. 2022 oh it, treasure planet's having the best week ever mm-hmm. um so yeah so but we'll talk about that the opening weekend of puss in boots will be part of our weekend preview episode we're going to be talking about the opening of that the opening of babylon the opening of the whitney houston biopic i just want to dance with somebody that i is, just want to dance with somebody it's i just it's called i want to dance with somebody sometimes i just want to dance with somebody yeah I just yeah. want to dance with somebody. Yeah. I just want to dance with somebody. I just want to dance with somebody. Yeah. Um, so we'll be talking about those movies on our weekend preview episode, and I'm going to tease this. It is not locked in because this man's schedule cannot be locked in this many days in advance, especially this mm-hmm. week. He's so busy. But as of this moment, we are currently scheduled to have the legend Scott Mendelson joining us on our next episode. Talking about all these Christmas releases, of course, we're going to talk through what's going on with Avatar with him. So, again, we'll calm the masses. And who knows? Yeah. Maybe by Wednesday, there might be, be a different story. Different story, and it might be time to riot. Scott Mendelson will be the one to tell us to do so. And if he tells I have my us, gas can yep. ready. Yep. 
as always. And if Scott Mendelson says actually way water is tanking at a level that means the end of movies, then go I'm self emulating. I'm, I'm doing the. Yep, you're you you're know, burning yourself. Yes, I'm burning myself. So Scott Mendelson will tell us that he's scheduled to be on the next episode, but of course his schedule's out of control right now. He's covering Avatar: Way of Water, so he may. Who knows? He may have to do something else at the last minute, but as of now, he is scheduled to join us on the next episode of the B.O. Boys. So exciting. Yeah. A legend. The legend. The legend. All right, Pat. Well, uh, where can they find us? Email us at the B.O. Boys podcast at gmail.com. We love getting your emails. Let us know what you think about this opening weekend of Way of Water. I mean, if you're one of the listeners who thinks it's time to tear down the movie industry because this opening weekend, let us know. Yeah. You know, let us know and let us know if you've seen this movie. Would you predict for its second weekend? Would you predict for Puss in Boots, The Last Witch? Would you predict for the film, I Just Want to Dance with Somebody? Mm-hmm. Would you predict for Babylon? Let us know your predictions for these big Christmas movies at the Podcast at gmail.com. And of course, follow us on Twitter at the B.O. Boys Pod, want to be a winter and Christopher, killing it with the videos, the audiograms, all the content there. So follow at the B.O. Boys Pod on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel. The link is in the show notes. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Webcams, we got webcams. We got webcams. Look at this. We got webcams. Look at this. The only way you can look at this is if you subscribe to us on YouTube. Link in the description. We're high def. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, Pat. Well, I think we did it. Oh, we did it. I don't think there's anything left to say. No. Except until next time. We'll smell.